You're listening to The Gay Pro, where we empower gay business professionals from any industry to love who they are and love what they do. I'm your host, Omar Alexis Ochoa. Let's get into it. So one of my close friends told me the other day that he's worried about his relationship. I asked him why and he said, well, I don't think I'm good enough for him. My first response was, why would you say that? And he said, well, he comes from a really rich family and me, I'm basically nothing. I'm gonna have to stop you right there. All right, so I'll just say it. Gay men are overly concerned with the glam. Money, trips, cars, and I'm not overstating that. There is significant research showing that gay men do in fact make a lot more money than their straight counterparts. It's actually something I covered in another podcast with some research from the Harvard Business Review, so make sure to check it out. But the gist of the research is that yes, gay men do make more than straight men on average. However, that doesn't prove my point. Gay men might have the means to be concerned with the glam, but it doesn't explain why we're so fixated on it. It's a pretty typical stereotype. I mean, hop on Instagram and you'll be greeted with so many ultra-hot gay couple pages posting updates about their latest trip to Mykonos, matching Teslas, and meal prepping with their Equinox trainers. It's everywhere, and I'm guilty of some of this as well. Not that I drive a Tesla yet. Keep that in mind. <laughs> but uh, these are all examples of the well-documented dink phenomenon among LGBTs. Dual income, no kids. This is just one of the reasons gay men appear to have significantly more disposable income to be enjoying these luxuries they share on Instagram. But why do these financially successful gay men spend their money on trips and designer clothes and luxury cars? Yes, as a society, we generally strive for these things as symbols of status, but one psychological study covering this exact phenomenon among gay men captures it perfectly. It's reviewed in an article published by Psychology Today and covers the research of two doctors at Yeshiva and Columbia Universities that outlines what they describe as the best little boy in the world hypothesis. This name is actually based on a memoir by the same name, written by Andrew Tobias, who is an LGBT author, and they quote him in the article to distill the idea's core concept that accomplishments are often used to ward off feelings of rejection. Tobias writes, another important line of defense, the most important on a practical day-to-day -day basis, was my prodigious list of activities. No one could expect me to be out dating when I had a list of 17 urgent projects to complete. I've been there myself. I mean, what do you think I've been doing in quarantine? But their approach to this study was to survey students, about 150 LGBTs and 60 straights, all about their investments in different life domains. These domains are things like appearance, academics, competition, and finances, you know, only the most important things. And they measured how much personal investment these people claim to put into certain domains over others to identify the key areas of self-worth. For example, if someone claims to be more invested in competition and finances versus family and religion. 
Now, for the LGBT respondents specifically, the researchers asked questions to estimate their length of time in the closet, as well as to determine the level of acceptance for LGBTs in U.S. states where each of those respondents grew up. This allowed for the researchers to relate the level of investment gay men have in things like financial success, to how long they were closeted, and whether their home states were more or less progressive. Altogether, this outlines a story in which the data can show us how, within the LGBT community, whether or not rejection correlates with a desire for material or competitive success. The study found that young gay men invest a ton more effort into material domains like financial success and appearance. This was more apparent, actually, among respondents that spent more time in the closet or were from U.S. states that were less accepting of LGBT people. Meanwhile, their straight counterparts didn't have quite as much investment in these same areas. As I dug deeper into this article, the researchers proposed that this is because areas of material success are, to some extent, more controllable for LGBTs. I mean, think about it. When a queer person is raised in an environment filled with negative perceptions about queer people, there's a lot of anxiety around how one's parents will react when you come out and whether your friends will accept you and what the neighbors will think. All of these things are uncontrollable consequences of coming out. So it makes a ton of sense, actually, that gay men would much rather concern themselves with things they can control, such as academics with how much they study, or fitness with how often they work out, and maybe even their careers with how much work they put in. It not only provides a kind of distraction from the anxiety of being closeted, but it also provides a level of validation. For people to see you graduate with honors or have great abs or a successful career, Validation that proves despite being gay, you have succeeded where others have failed. Now, I do have a few questions, though, for the researchers in regards to this study. One confounding variable could be that because they were interviewing college-age students, concern with material success could just be a factor of their age and maturity rather than something specific to LGBTs. I mean, I've seen many a Louis Vuitton wallet and many Gucci sneakers on college campuses. I would be interested to see this same study among slightly older LGBT adults. In addition, because these are college students, I'd assume that many are mostly broke, so a concern with material success or the image of it might be a result of their concern with money in general. A good way to suss this out might be to include some estimated income levels for either them or their families to see if this concern of material things persists among higher income students. So what does any of this have to do with my friend and his relationship? Well, when he approached me with the idea that he isn't worthy of love because of his financial background of all things, I was disappointed. Mind you, these are not things his partner voiced to him. This was his concern resulting from an internal insecurity over his value as a gay man who did not come from a similar level of wealth. It made me think about how financial success and self-worth are, at least within the gay community, highly correlated, and this study pretty much proves it. It's incredibly frustrating to know that there are men out there already counting themselves out when it comes to love for something as impermanent as money. While I recognize that much of this concern with materiality is tied to the anxiety of growing up gay and feeling inferior to the rest of the world, it's unfortunate and disappointing 
that our queer siblings are hurting for something so superficial. I challenge any queers listening, or even any straights, as this is undoubtedly a larger problem within our material society, to fixate less on the material and the image of success, and instead find the people and things that truly add value to your life. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please make sure to leave me a review and let me know what you think. Also, make sure to rate The Gay Pro 5 stars and subscribe for any new episodes. Lastly, check out thegaypro.com, where you can find a ton of my podcasts actually written as articles and even some videos. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll chat next time.